The views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, advertising partners, or ownership of Forever Communication. The It's All Good Podcast, hosted by Lorraine Gossett-Jones, sponsored by Baptist Memorial Hospital. This is Lorraine Jones with 15 Minutes of Good News, sponsored by Baptist Memorial Hospital. What's in a name? Well, Juliet didn't think a name meant very much. Remember in Shakespeare's most famous work, Romeo and Juliet, when when Juliet Capulet and Romeo Montague, they fell in love, but, but their love was forbidden because the, the Montague and the Capulet families were arch enemies. They loathed each other and they'd been squabbling for generations. But in that famous balcony scene, Juliet says these words to Romeo. She says, what's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. She was pointing out that she thought names were just labels. Names didn't hold any worth or meaning. They were just mere titles. It was a desperate speech. Romantic and idealistic. It was a a speech by a girl who wants her love so much. But, But I think she got it wrong. I think names are very important. When we name things... They gain familiarity, intimacy, and history. Now, my husband and I are in the the grandparenting business now. Uh, My youngest son and his wife had our first grandchild just last year, a little boy. And I remember when they told us the name that they had chosen, Bo, B-E-A-U, Bo. I fell in love with it immediately. And now I could quit calling Katie's belly it or he slash she. (laughs) Of course, I put the name with sports. You know, I'm thinking in my head. And now up to the plate is Bo Gossett. And it sounded so good. And it, it fits him just perfectly. Now, my husband's son and his wife, they're expecting a baby girl in a few months. And they shared our granddaughter to be's name with us just this weekend. She will be called Lainey Kate. Lainey, the mother's maiden name is Lane, and the father's grandmother's name was Kathleen, so Lainey Kate. It's a fun, sweet name, and just knowing it sort of makes us feel like we know her a little better already. Now, I've never really loved my first name, Lorraine. I just always felt like it was old-fashioned and stuffy, and when I was younger, I was playing every sport, and I just never, I never felt like it fit me. The only Lorraine I'd ever heard of, I heard of Quiche Lorraine, <laughs> and, and I heard of the, the song by Uriah Heep, Sweet Lorraine, <laughs> Uh, but other than that, and, and you know, when I was younger, when we would travel through West Virginia and go to the little gift shops, um, I could never find my name. You know, those little mini license plates or uh, the keychains. My name was never on there. And people always spell my name incorrectly. I get called Elaine and Lorianne a lot. 
And you know, when I had to learn to write my name in first grade, and you write so big in first grade, it took up the whole page. My friends, Joe and Mary, were already out at recess, and I'm trying to write Lorraine across the page. So I looked up some information (coughs) on my name. The name Lorraine is believed to have originated from the kingdom of Lotharingia, which is a medieval state in Western Europe. The name is derived from Lothair, which means famous warrior. And I got on a baby naming site, um, and Lorraine has an old French origin. And this site said, Lorraine is a gorgeous French name for a baby girl that will never go out of style. The name blends class, femininity, and just a drop of French history. And I got on Wikipedia. And it said this, people with the name Lorraine are often associated with creativity, determination, and resilience. They have a strong sense of self and aren't afraid to speak their minds. Lorraines tend to be generous, caring, and caring, which make them great friends and partners. Huh. I think uh, I like my name a little better now. (laughs) After all, if Wikipedia said it, it must be true, right? (laughs) But just thinking of names, I remember back in the year 2000 when me and a friend of mine, Brenda Perry, we were thinking about and praying about whether or not to start the local cancer agency, the Hometown Walk of Hope here in Obion County. Now, Brenda was a cancer survivor, and cancer had impacted my life in a big way, Um you know, my father died of cancer when he was only 35, and I was just nine. He he found his cancer and was dead in a month. Um, in January of 2000, my mother died of colon cancer. 2007, my oldest son, I have two sons. My oldest son was diagnosed with cancer. He's now a 16-year survivor. And then in 2020, my youngest son was diagnosed with cancer. He's now a three-year survivor. They're both doing great. But these were painful things that happened. A lot of pain in my life along the way involving cancer. But many times I've discovered that people that are the most bruised can be the most used. And from our ministry, from our misery can come our ministry. I said that backwards. From the misery we have in our life can be a great ministry if we use it correctly. Now, in the fall of 2000, we were, this is when we were thinking about starting our own agency and raising money for cancer patients here, keeping it all in Obion County. And in fall of 2000 is when that book, The Prayer of Jabez, uh, came out. And our church did an in-depth Bible study. For several weeks, we dug into that. And um, part of that is you're tasked with praying that prayer every day, every morning. And this is the prayer. It's in 1 Chronicles 4, 9, and 10. And it says, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and you would keep me from evil. And I got in the habit of praying that prayer daily. I prayed it over our efforts with organizing the Walk of Hope. Oh, Lord, bless this ministry. Bless it indeed. Enlarge our territory. Let everybody find out about us. 
increase my area of influence and 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 let's help as many people as possible and your hand be with us it's your agency lord it's yours help us let it be what you need it to be and keep us from evil now jabez is a hebrew name and it means pain it means grief sorrow but a, a true translation is pain and the Bible says that his mother named him Jabez because she bore him in pain. Well, I think every kid is bored in pain. <laughs> every kid ought to be named Jabez. It almost sounds like a curse word, doesn't it? Come here, you little Jabez. <laughs> but I told you that I've, I've had a lot of pain in my life. But his name was pain. Now, A.W. Tozer said... It is doubtful whether God can use a man greatly until he has first hurt him significantly. There is purpose in the pain. Painful things in life can be used by God as a setup for tremendous blessings. And that prayer, that prayer of Jabez helped shape the future of the hometown Walk of Hope, helped this community raise almost $4 million dollars. And God let this blessing happen for Obion County. Now, there are many other examples in the Bible that illustrate the, the significance of one's name. In both the Old and New Testaments, names reflected um, personal experience and expressed character. The name Jacob means supplanter. That is one who takes the place of another. He was so named because he overtook his brother Esau's position and significance when he stole his brother's blessing and birthright. And then Barnabas was a man in the Old Testament. His real name was Joseph. He was active in caring for people and encouraging others. And he received a new name, a nickname, Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. Many times a name change indicates some change in outlook or value system. Abram became Abraham. Jacob was renamed Israel. And, and another example is when Jesus was questioning his disciples about who people thought he was. Simon made the correct confession and he said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, now you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So Simon became Peter. And in the New Testament, a man named Saul was famous because he was persecuting Christians, and he did everything possible to stop the growth of the church. Going to Damascus one day, his life was dramatically changed. He went from persecuting Christians to be to becoming a great missionary evangelist, bringing people into the Christian faith. His name changed from Saul to Paul. It's obvious that names are important to people in the Bible, but nowhere was it more significant than in Matthew 1.21 when we read the words spoken to Joseph. She will bring forth a son, and you shall name his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus means Jehovah, our Savior. It's the most important name you'll ever know. The name above all names. Now, 
One more story. (laughs) 15 years ago, about 12 to 15 years ago, I'm not exactly sure, I was on a construction mission trip to Honduras. Um, I'd been two or three times before, and um, there were some missionaries there that had a dump ministry. Tegucigalpa has a large landfill dump where um, people live. People live there. They sleep there. They eat there. They work there. Um, Garbage trucks come in, you know, every few minutes and dump and the people go running with their plastic bags and try to find something they could sell, something they could use, maybe something they could eat. Um, that's what they did. And I'd been there before and it's, it's gut wrenching. It's very hard on you emotionally to see, uh, people live like that. We would take them, we would minister to them. We'd take them food. We'd take them water and share the gospel with them. Um, but I'd been before. So on this trip that I was on, they were talking about taking a bus over there and, and I didn't want to go. Um, I said, you know, it's too hard. There's no reason for me to go. And I went down to the basement of the church on my mat. I took my pink and white Nikes off and I laid there and I thought, I'm not going to go. I'm just going to rest. There's no reason for me to go. Well, a few minutes later, I I heard people yelling, the bus is here. The bus is here. And, you know, I think God just told me in my spirit, get up and go. So I put my pink and white Nikes on and I ran up the stairs and I jumped on the bus. So here we go. When you're on your way to the dump, when you get close, you have to roll up the window so the flies don't come in. Um, People apply, you know, I think it's Vicks Vapor Rub under our nose. So maybe the smell doesn't bother you quite as bad. And we we got out of the bus and um, people everywhere, garbage everywhere, broken glass, pieces of rusty metal, just stuff everywhere. There are vultures that swoop down. There were several dogs and they looked like they were starving. Their ribs were showing dogs just roaming around. I'm trying to give you a visual of what it looks and smells like. Well, we got out of the bus and people were starting to just mingle around with the people and starting to talk to them and tell them hello and visit. And everybody was making little groups. And and, and I looked over to the left and I see a woman standing there all by herself, had a little plastic bag. Of course, I'm always for the underdog in this world. If, If somebody's left out, that's who I go for. And I looked over and I started to walk towards her. Now, it was very obvious she had Down syndrome. And she wasn't a girl. She was a woman. And I just, I started to walk towards her and I just was looking at her. She had a t-shirt on and she had a pair of old sweatpants on. They were inside out. She had a, the thinnest pair of flip-flops I'd ever seen. And as I got closer, I noticed she had a little wisps of gray hair. So I'm not sure how old she was, maybe maybe 40. Um, her teeth were decayed and her eyes were matted and, and crusty as if she might have had some sort of an eye infection. But I got close to her and I didn't know an interpreter was following behind me, but I get r- right close to her and, and, you know, I just go, Hola, my name is Lorena. That's what they call me there. I'm saying, hello, my name's Lorraine. And I said, what's your name? And she just looked at me. Now, the interpreter had told her what I said, so she knew I was asking her name, and she just looked at me. 
didn't answer. So I kept talking. I told her that we loved her and I told her that God loves her and we just visited a little bit. And then I I circled back again and I said, "Uh, my name's Lorena. What's your name? And the interpreter asked her and she answered this time and she said, I don't have a name. I just live here with my mother. And I didn't know what she said, so I'm looking at the interpreter, and tears are rolling down her face. And I'm like, tell me what she said. I don't know. So she finally gets it out, and she tells me. And I looked over at this woman, and I said, honey, God knows your name, and your name is beautiful. And then the interpreter told her that. The interpreter told her in her language, God knows your name, and your name is Benita. Benita means beautiful. So her name is Benita. So we visited with Benita. We took some pictures and we talked and just hugged on her and loved on her. And then it was time to go. I got on the bus and I was just broken into. <laughs> I got on the bus everybody's gathering around and I just I just sat and I put my head in the seat in front of me and I just bawled that somebody the least of his people are living in Honduras living in a dump has down syndrome and doesn't even have a name I was heartbroken I was sobbing and sobbing my head was down people were coming in the bus pretty soon someone's hollering let's give them our shoes And people were taking their shoes off and putting them out the windows and people were grabbing them outside the bus. So I'm still crying. I just rip my shoes off and hand them to somebody and they throw them out the window. Pretty soon somebody says, hey, Lorraine, I think that girl you were talking to has your shoes. So so I scurried over to the window and I said, first of all, it's not some girl. Her name's Benita. I wanted to make sure they knew she had a name. But I looked out, and there was an armed guard with a, a rifle or some machine gun. I don't know what he had, a big gun. They they um, protected the, the dump area, so there were no problems. He was putting these shoes on Benita, and they fit her perfectly. And he was kind of lecturing. It looked like to me I couldn't hear. I couldn't tell what they were saying, telling the older boys and stuff around her to leave her alone and leave Don't take these shoes from her. I didn't think there was any reason to go. But God knew that Benita needed a pair of shoes. But more importantly, she needed a name. The biblical examples of naming point toward a God of love. Our names matter. We give names to people to mark them as individuals who are known and loved. Isaiah 43.1 says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. This is Lorraine Jones, and you've been listening to 15 Minutes of Good News, sponsored by Baptist Memorial Hospital. The It's All Good Podcast, hosted by Lorraine Gossett-Jones. Sponsored by Baptist Memorial Hospital, delivering the promise of quality health care. 
When fighting cancer, you want two things on your side, advanced technology and skilled, caring medical professionals to help you succeed. At Baptist Cancer Center, you'll have both. We use TrueBeam, powerful, precise radiation technology used by the top cancer centers in the United States. And our cancer treatment team is second to none. Advanced technology, advanced skills, right here where you live. Find out more, visit us at BaptistCancerCenter.com.